Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode nine. Today we're talking about is work life balance possible or even desirable? So, Jennifer, tell us about it. <laughs> Well, this buzzword work-life balance, you must have heard it in the corporate life a couple of years ago. It was always bashed about when it was an HR email. The focus was making sure the culture is happy. And that's something that we're seeing, I think, in the work culture of the UK right now. One of the, the biggest pressures in the workforce, and whether that's you work for yourself or a corporation, is certainly the pressing challenge of mental health and the balance of life. Now, traditionally, that term work-life balance actually means, and we hope it means, do you have the right amount of quality of your work input, but also allowing you to have the balance to be at home with your family, to do things that you enjoy, so that so much that work doesn't become your whole focus and also pressure point. So there's often that kind of negative connotation, making sure that work doesn't drain you so that you can get the best and the most joy in life and it really is the accumulation of a number of factors in the UK so when we think about work-life balance we have a kind of standard picture in the UK of we have quite a negative work-life balance I think I think certainly generations before us um, we were very industrial the UK was a manufacturing industry as a whole my grandfather worked in industry in the coal mines and things like that I don't know what life was like for previous generations with you but yeah I can imagine very it was, it industrial was more London gangsters <laughs> no let's not talk so about that work-life no, balance no, is maybe slightly that. different there <laughs> That might have been the old. That's why you're so peaceful and calm. Anyway, from my scenario, I have come through a line of engineers, but proper practical engineers, not in engineering the way that I probably am an engineer, a bit more theoretical and a bit more problem solving. They were hardcore, like fixing things um, and things like that. And what we're seeing is the accumulation really in the UK right now of these longer than expected working hours, I think. We still have the culture where the office job, and obviously we'll deal with this very particular situation we're dealing with globally that's kind of shifted that, but there was very much, for all my working life the past 12, 13 years, that the office nine to five job, even nine to six, even eight till six, 10 hours, should be something like a badge of honour. And But the knock on of that, the more years and the more generations that think that that's the only way to have life, to have that working life and then a balance outside, that's got a huge factor then on people's mental health, physical health and their well-being overall. And to kick off, I wanted to share with you a mental health foundation survey that I found online that I think would, is really going to touch upon what we hope to get out of this episode and what we hope to give you some tips and strategies to get the right work-life balance for you. And this health report actually said that one third of respondents of this survey felt unhappy or very unhappy about the time they devote to work. And then this went on further saying that more than 40% of employees are neglecting other aspects of their life because of work. So that meant they were increasingly vulnerable basically to mental health issues. They were suffering in some way. When they were working such long hours, more than a quarter of employees felt depressed. So 27% felt depressed in some way. One third felt anxious. And then more than half, 58% to be exact, felt irritable. So that just means doing the day job and then obviously going back home and just 
just not being your best self with your partner, your kids, whatever. And it tend, and that survey actually found that the more hours you spend at work, the more hours outside of work you spend thinking or worrying about work itself. So that's quite an interesting point. So like the longer you were there, then had a knock-on effect to the anxiety and stress as an after effect that you were then consumed with thoughts about work. And then finally, it was really kind of emphasizing that as the weekly hours of working increased, so let's say 40, 50, 60 hour work weeks, people's happiness levels decreased. And of course, we have that knock-on effect of probably more women and men juggling that unhappiness in their lives as a as a consequence of trying to have it all, trying to work hard, work long hours, but also maintain family life as well. And I think overall, it was suggested that two-thirds of the workforce or the people who took part in the survey saw that a negative effect was felt on their personal life, whether that be personal development, physical, mental health problems as a result of working longer hours. Let's not beat about the bush here. Like work is extremely important. Good, healthy work is really the key for work-life balance after all. We have to be getting enough sleep. We have to be eating right. We have to be exercising. And I think there's the focus on work sometimes being the only way that you're measured in value. So the UK, I believe, has one of the worst working hour stats globally, Um, definitely across Europe. We're one of the worst, but I'm pretty sure that there's not very many that have working habits which are longer Mm. than ours. And I think that there's almost seems to be a self-perpetuating trend that people are working later. Yeah. So they expect to work later. Other people around them work later. And then you get to a point where even if you're not really working, you're still thinking about doing it you're you're thinking about the work (laughs) Mm. or you're doing work but also you're less likely to leave the office Mm. if other people are still there working it's almost frowned upon to be the first person to leave that's so true yeah so when i was in the corporate world i would generally like to start earlier in the day and finish earlier but it almost was a negative for me to depart anywhere between four and five Mm. just because everyone else was still working away and were likely to be there for at least another half an hour, hour, maybe even more. And you think to yourself, hold on, I was here from half seven in the morning. No one arrived. (laughs) the cleaner. (laughs) No one arrived until about an hour later or so. Mm. But yet you leave in the office, there's almost this feeling of guilt Mm. if you leave on time or you do the amount of hours that are technically just allocated to you so it's a really unhealthy practice and the problem is as you mentioned earlier it's like a badge of honor Mm. it's almost like you want to brag about how long you've had to work Mm. as if that's something to be proud of absolutely and speaking from my own experience here so work-life balance i can really um it's just our first son nathan it's his seventh birthday we just experienced in the past couple of weeks and i was working full-time in the corporate world when i had both my children i took up to the year maternity leave but i distinctly remember going back to work And I'm from a sales background and sales, if you know a bit about sales in general, is pretty much in the office nine to five every single day because you're measured, there's metrics, you've got to be on the phone, you've got to be looking after customers. It's very micromanaged because that's the nature of the industry. It's trying to achieve things for the company that pay everyone's bills, basically. You know, my sales were then allowing HR to work and other people in research and development things. When I asked for flexibility in terms of I think I asked for one day working from home every single week so this was seven six years ago 
and it's not how my company that I work for it's not how they appear anymore you know they're they're very relaxed and and are incredibly good for work family balance but I was definitely a kind of standing out as being one of the few people to ask for this it wasn't the norm and also I had to or I certainly felt it might not have been what the company portrayed but I felt the need to prove that I could have one day from home to get a a kind of balance of being in the office but being with my child for a little bit more flexible time and I had to make sure I didn't muck this up I was given a contract that said if the 30 days when we trial it if it doesn't work then you need to switch back to your original in the office every day And I think, you know, thankfully over the years, me standing out on the sales floor, getting that contract and proving that it worked. Well, now in my sales floor, I think pretty much everyone works two, three days a week. And obviously right at the moment, everyone's working from home all the time. But it was very much against the grain and almost seen as, you know, I've made a choice to be at work. So I shouldn't have all the benefits that I want. I'm either at work or I'm deciding to be part time or whatever that needs to be. And we have to remember work-life balance. We've made huge leaps in the UK, I know, within the past five years. And there's lots of protests and lots of great petitions to Parliament to make that even more standard for everyone. I was only able to take it because I was a parent. So five years ago, unless you were a parent or had some responsibility, you couldn't by default ask for flexibility. It really was, you know, you had to reduce your hours or take some kind of contract change. It wasn't that you could be flexible. And now we obviously have hopefully some terms going in post all coronavirus that will make it the default that you can have flexibility even if you start a company. And I think the main thing is to remember that that long term balance that you look for is the best thing that supports life right in the in the immediate, you know, let's say with family, but it's okay to have the confidence to ask. And to be honest, the first time you ask, you are probably going to feel guilty. You are probably going to feel like you've got to prove yourself. But do you know what? As soon as you get over that fear, you then know that you're completely capable as a worker and you can do it. The first step is getting over your old habits. The challenge we have is that not only are we working longer hours as a whole, but we're also connected all the time. We're generally part of different WhatsApp groups in our workplace, which means that not only do we have work conversation while we're in the building, but we also have them when we are out of the building. (laughs) We can often pick up our work emails on our mobile phones. More and more people are working on laptops, which means that they can log in remotely. Absolutely. Which not only means that you're maybe spending more time in the office, Mm -hmm. but also you're less likely to switch off consistently when you leave the office. Yep. And those are all really bad habits. They're not letting you get on with the other elements of your life that matter. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't have those things, at least explore the kind of things that maybe will bring you joy outside of work. And as you mentioned earlier, the stress points can also be how many people have that Sunday evening dread and that Sunday evening dread can potentially be Sunday afternoon dread or entire mm, Sunday the dread. The whole weekend. <laughs> and so you have this high of, oh, look, it's Friday and I'm mm. pleased that the weekend is coming. But you don't really get to enjoy all of your weekend mm. because you're stressed about going back to work on that Monday and the workload or the people that you have to work with or whatever else just bogging you down before you even got to that point where you set foot in the office. Absolutely. So let's talk about obviously coronavirus and what's happening in the UK. So if you're listening to this podcast, perhaps you're one of the people who can work from home. And as a result from like March time onwards, you've been told do not come into the office or work remotely. And that's certainly my case, working my day job. And we've found this shift of 
I've certainly seen higher up management in my corporate life realise that people were okay to potentially have the actual structure that they wanted in life. They've seen that everyone's still productive. They've seen also people are able to do the tasks effectively and in some ways even better. Well, how many jobs were there that just couldn't be done from home? I know. People have maybe asked <laughs> to work they a can. day. They need really big justification. Yep. Like they're getting 15 deliveries in a day, need to be home for it. And even then, it was a challenge to mm. get. But yet, suddenly, the moment everyone has to work from home, oh, look, all these tasks can be done mm. from home and can be done. Business is running for months on end mm. with no issue. And the other thing is what I'm seeing is I a lot of employees are open to different hours. So obviously very much depending on what job you're doing. In my workplace, they're offering people basically work around what suits you and your kids or you and your responsibilities right now. So in our household, we've got the two boys and, you know, thankfully, Matt, you've retired from the corporate world. You can kind of basically clock off during the, the working day because that, you know, you can look after the boys and I can concentrate on work. But I'm seeing businesses also a little bit more flexibility on if you need to log on from six in the morning till nine, then the kids are up, maybe come back online at five, six at night. It's really been uplifting to see. And I think it's been a huge kind of shove in the right direction. And also in some way, the the trendsetters, the people who've been asking for these different changes of work-life balance patterns, we've proved that it can work because we can survive a pandemic. The interesting thing was on the BBC website, I wanted to bring this up. The BBC website ran an article in the past weeks and the title of it was that women were doing most of the childcare during the pandemic. And what they found was that mums were only able to do one hour of uninterrupted work for every three hours completed by the fathers. Mothers were doing on average more childcare, more housework than the fathers who had the same work arrangement. So as both were working full time, but the women or the mothers in their study in their report were doing more things that were outside of their job during that time. Well, that's hardly surprising because if two parents are sitting in a room and a child walks in and wants something. <laughs> Whose name is it? They the call? default, mum or mummy. That's, That's what we have here. <laughs> all the time. I've got a headset on and there's kids in the background. Even if you're working. But if you're not working, they'll walk into a room and if they want a drink, they will generally call your name. Even though we're equally as likely to make them a drink over the course of the day, they will still call your name. And I think that's because of mums have spent that more time with the kids, maybe over maternity leave, and also because it's of this... It's just the role we, it's, we, we're a nurturing... It's, it's the role, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. then you'll find that the kids just respond to that. So I don't think there's anything that mums or dads are doing wrong. Mm-hmm. I just think that when kids call out, they call for mum first because that's the Because we're doers, we're doers by nature. But interesting survey, one hour of uninterrupted work, I should hope so, <laughs> compared to a guy getting three hours, really quite insightful. And obviously that's being, you know, the male-female relationships that they looked at. They didn't look at any other household combinations, I don't believe, for this. But certainly super interesting. And it has been a difficult time to get work-life balance. So let's flip this back to our scenario. So my own experiences with work-life balance and how I believe I'm getting to as near perfect as I can get right now. So both our boys are under the age of eight. We've got um, our oldest is in the start years of primary school up here in Scotland and our youngest is going to be in the final years of nursery. So they're capable of many things, you know, an iPad can occupy them and all that life, you know, that balance. But work-life balance is certainly something I've always strived for. As soon as I had a family in some way, I did know that 
I wanted to make sure I didn't feel guilty going to work. I really enjoy working. I like adding value and making a difference in my job and society and things I can bring. And it's not only my main job. I have to have time to do this, to record podcasts, to do my YouTube channel, Mama Furfur, to write books. These things that are within me that I want to get out and and offer to the world. And work-life balance over the years, I think I've got better at it. I think I'm getting even better at actually saying, well, how do I want my ideal day structure to look? Do I want to be able to spend time with the boys having breakfast and then log on to work? Do I want to actually work out in the morning? It's perfect time right now. Obviously, we've got no commitments to get out the door while they haven't got school. Do I want to take a lunch break? It's all these kind of things. So for me, I've been lucky or unlucky, depending on how you look at it, to be a stay-at-home dad for the last probably year and a half. Unlucky? (laughs) Well, being a stay-at-home dad means that you have... You have all of the household responsibilities for the most part. Yeah. So not just looking after the kids, but housework and all those kind of things. It bits sounds and like stuff as women have been doing for generations. <laughs> it does. Um, so for me, obviously, that hasn't been a challenge with the work-life mm. balance. But there still is trying to find that balance to make sure you have some time to do the things that you Absolutely, want to do. Yeah. And that's whether or not you're a stay-at-home parent or you're working in the office making sure that you have time for yourself, making sure that you work as a household so that everybody involved can have that time for the things that they want to focus on, whether it's their health, their fitness, reading, education, whatever it happens to be. So we're quite lucky that we have that balance. We always work towards that balance. Mm -hmm. Um, And that means that it's become quite a natural and easy thing that we've got in place. And I think that it's one of those elements that you need to just, start to really picture what you want Mm. and then just make it happen don't hope Mm. for a better day just make it happen and one of the things that's in our benefit we work we found worked really well in our household matt and i will kind of touch base about our day like we're recording this podcast at night the boys are in bed but we kind of know how tomorrow will go so even though it's a working day we've gone through well when do you want to work out well i'll work out this time then i'll I'll do breakfast you go work out so that you're getting your time that's important to you um and i i've discussed when i've got calls with work i need to focus so i think that community especially when there's two people in the house um work-life balance the communication element if you're on your own perhaps with a family or not I think also kind of sitting down with yourself regularly and saying okay um, I don't need to do the default of what I would normally do but what would be the best way what could get the best out of the day for me and for those I'm around and that's a step back really that is great I find every day every day or every week to do so let's take a look at some of the biggest factors impacting work-life balances So one of them we've got are just the workplace having bad or overbearing bosses. Sometimes you can just (laughs) have a boss that's got constant demands. Nothing's ever good enough. Every time you produce something, you've got to redo it and revisit it. And even if you took the tips and the hints from the last couple of occasions and you put into place all the things they've asked for in those times, there'll still be something else they want to change or Mm. revert back to something that you started to do originally. You've also got too much work for some people. You've got inflexible schedules. Now, obviously, at the moment, that's probably less of a problem for a lot of people. But you'll often find that bosses like to justify their position and almost keep their workers in a line and proving that they're doing their job looking Mm. after their staff Mm. but in the wrong kind of way which means often you'll find that they don't want to offer flexibility at all and then you've also got 
co-workers and long commutes so yep. co-workers that maybe are distracting or that you have to pick up the slack for and also long commutes but those are things which are outside problems mm -hmm. you can also have the issues like your own ability to prioritize properly absolutely that can definitely time management. Time, time management as well absolutely procrastination and during the day it's very easy to end up sitting at random people's desks <laughs> or going for a cup of tea and ended up chatting and just losing half your day mm. so of course if you spend an hour or two during the day chit-chatting around the office you're being on catch-up mode then you're on catch-up mode. Yeah. the thing that i often notice though is that people are always happy to stay a bit later but rarely do people want to get in earlier mm. so it's almost like as we mentioned, the badge of honour, if mm. you're there until half six, seven in the evening. But no one cares if you were there from <laughs> half six in the morning. No. And if you are there from half six in the morning and decide to leave at five on the dot, mm. it still is looked on as a negative mm -hmm. for the people around you. It's like, oh, doing a half day, are you? That kind of response. <laughs> I remember those comments, I, yeah. <laughs> I had them countless times. Whereas getting in just after nine and working till six, half six or so, seems to be acceptable so there's a lot of factors involved but how can we get around them what can we start to put in place what tips can we have that are going to help us move forward and change what we're doing or at least make sure we explore properly so we're happy with our work-life balance and what we're doing with our lives well that's a really great question and i think interesting in that report that i mentioned that talked about world health and looking at balance let's look upon the people who scored the highest so one of the countries named was the netherlands so i don't know if you're kind of aware of their structure but essentially the study suggested that they spend roughly 15 hours a day on personal aspects self-care self-development so that can be sleep relaxing being with friends basically 15 hours hours a day non-work related so if eight hours of that let's say are sleep then that means they've got about seven well maybe five depending on how how they're structuring their day, they're structuring right? day but five to seven hours of, of time work dedicated work a day right and the flip side was that four day work weeks were pretty much a common thing not the standard but a lot of the society was working either part-time or they were maybe doing paternity shares but most people would go towards a four-day working week to allow them more time to be with family and friends and the four-day work week actually is becoming something that some corporations are looking at I exactly be i believe that microsoft to trial the four-day work that's week right. in japan yep. Um, yep. fairly recently and are going to keep on sticking to it and that's nothing to do with any virus situation no that was just their prospects yeah um, and a lot of companies have just looked at the productivity of people and the fact that if they have less hours to work, they're more likely to focus and get that work done yes. rather than dilly-dally at other people's desks and gossip and everything else. They'll get the job done and focus on it so that they can get out the door and have their extra day off. Absolutely. And that's what I'm noticing Like when we look at entrepreneurs as well or people who are self-employed. The ones who seem to thrive the most I think if you studied them a lot, you'd actually see they set their own hours. It's not a simple, I'm in the office from eight till six. Like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like we watched some Kevin Hart things where he talks about being in the office, I think from like half 11. He always works out. He is with the family. And then you mentioned on a podcast, he, he's now made sure he's at home. So since he had his accident and actually he realised how important family was, instead of working lots of hours mm. and change, and putting his tour schedule first and his movie schedule, instead he's put his work-life balance so he's out of the office by three o'clock. Mm, exactly. He has three-week gaps between 
going from city to city for his tours. He's got break schedule between movie shoots to make sure that he's got multiple months at a time spending with the family or weeks or days or whatever it is so that you get this ratio where he's probably two-thirds working and one-third family Mm -hmm. rather than the family being this thing that happens to be there in the background that wasn't really the focus because work was the priority. Was a priority, exactly. And I saw something on social media in the past couple of days. I'm not going to name names, but it was basically an influencer, somebody who is a course creator, business coach, and the conversation she highlighted was that she was talking with her children and they were saying, oh, you know, we don't see you, mum. You're always working. And she was like, well, I'm working for you. I'm working to better us. And just think about, you know, all the money that we're bringing in and all the nice stuff. And the kid actually could appreciate all the nice things that would come as a result of the mum working. And there was a part of me that felt really sad because I felt like I don't know if I would want my child to only realise that money in the bank was a result of not seeing their mum. I would want them to kind of think, well, my mum's working really hard, but actually, this is, I'm, I'll share something really personal. I genuinely hope our kids think that balanced life of working and being fun and involved is how life should be integrated in moving forward, like how life should be, right? I think it should be that the boys, yes, I have to say to them that I'm working or I'm calls and I know they appreciate that, but... I haven't yet heard that they resent me doing that or they don't understand that actually I, you know, I get to have lunch with them, I get to be with them. Every dinner, we're always at the table, I'm with them in the morning. So my hope is that because I tried to make myself work you know, is needed because we have to do something to make sure we're safe and well and do what we need to do, but they also see that work, it's not a choice between work and them. So yeah, to get back, the top strategies that I think can help you if you are listening to this podcast and wanting to just maybe fine tune your work-life balance because perhaps you're one of the few people that when are very quickly going to be going back to office life by law, you know, by the change of circumstance. The government's obviously kind of loosened up all the, the restrictions and you could be one of the people who unfortunately has to go back. Some companies are saying we'll work from home indefinitely, but maybe you have to go back and you're not, you know, exactly jump, jumping for joy at things being back to how they were. So the first thing I would say is... Like, like any goal, like any designing your life, maybe now is the time to take a couple of hours blank, go somewhere quiet, get a bit of paper. I did this, I actually did this at the weekend and I sat down and wrote how I would like the balance of work and exercise and life to be on a daily basis. So the good thing is a lot of people have had a different style of life for the last few months and therefore you're in a really great position to say, what have you liked about being in the lockdown scenario, just thinking about it from a working point of view. Yes. What have you enjoyed about that? What haven't you enjoyed about that? What do you prefer about that particular scenario versus your office-based activity, either the type of work you were doing, the hours you were doing, the interactions you were having, the number of pointless meetings potentially that were in place? Oh, there's a lot, even Zoom meetings. Are... <laughs> have so, you been on Zoom calls recently? <laughs> I haven't been on the Zoom calls. I've been very lucky. But just when you're writing down, think about where you've been, where mm. you are now. What's good about life now? What's good about life, but not everything is good maybe you find that it's hard for you to get things done because of the noise and busyness of a house around mm. you so maybe you prefer the the working office situation but the flip side is 
I would say that if you have family, then you're probably appreciating that you get to spend more time with them and that you're seeing children more and they seem to spend more time with you and enjoy your company. And therefore, even if you would prefer to be in the office just so it gets you that focus, Mm -hmm. maybe you want to make sure that spending more time with your family is key. And therefore, that's the kind of stuff you should be writing down. What does life look like? How do you want it to be? And how can you structure it to be like that? And then the important thing, especially when you're going maybe back into the office, is to make sure that you don't start off on the wrong foot and Mm. go back to old habits. Yes. You've actually got the perfect opportunity to look at what you're doing and then to go in with a new frame of mind Mm. and set fresh expectations from the very start and live the life that you want to as much as you can. Mm. And if you need to have conversations about the balance that you have, then you do so. Absolutely. And I think it is getting that blank slate again. So we've obviously experienced life being, no, you must stay at home, however you want that to look. But take the time now. This is a perfect opportunity to say, right, I'm going to embrace some of the ways that life has been. What have I enjoyed? And also, if you weren't out the door, you know, 24-7, if you could be at home with the kids, write down the ideal structure because here's the thing right I always say in life if you need something from someone else ask for your ideal even you know make it better than your ideal and then you can negotiate backwards so if you over ask for what you want let's say you want to work from home three days a week when actually you'd be okay working two days or one day ask for three and then negotiate the the worst that'll happen is they will agree and you'll have more than you wanted anyway you know so really look at this being the optimum for you or that first step and the other flip side is I want to kind of reassure anyone who is trying to balance side hustle and you know normal day life if you're like me where you're doing you know different income sources you also have the opportunity to balance how you want life to be it doesn't need to be your day job is your sole attention and then now the side hustle has to be an hour at the weekend perhaps every second weekday you actually say I'm going to spend two hours on my side hustle on a Monday Wednesday Friday at night so when I come home instead of maybe where I normally watch something on Netflix or you know ended up just faffing away on that's a great Scottish word faff hopefully people understand it but you know faffing away on social media meaningless okay now I'm actually going to maintain this business idea or something like that so use this as an opportunity to test out for a week or a month what would be the next level of your life so scheduling is definitely something that will help Absolutely. just taking a how look how many at, notebooks do I have you have a lot of <laughs> notebooks you definitely like to write down things and it makes sense mm. if there's things that are important to you whether that's exercise side hustles family time whatever it happens to be by making sure that your work fits into a particular slot Mm. then you also know that unless something really drastic turns up with work that you you can't help but deal with then work stops when it stops in your calendar and you don't check your emails you don't log on to your laptop at night Mm. if you set time for your side hustle on let's say three days a week Mm. then that's the time you do that and you focus to keep it but also you try to limit it to that so the other elements in life can balance Mm. now doing all of that thing with your time making sure that your scheduling works for you and the household can be tricky but there's a system isn't there (laughs) the system that you use that can help yeah, so I'm working on something that's a bit special right now as we come out of lockdown or we're coming, 
towards the end of lockdown, um, I've developed a time management system. I'm not going to share too much, but basically it's a system where I prioritise the different important areas in my life, such as the essentials that keep the roof over my, our head, pay, put money, you know, and put food on the table, but also the balance of our personal development and fun and all that. So I'll share with that. Let's just say there might be a book in the works as well. I'll share with that another, maybe even a podcast episode. You never know, right? I think that'd be good. Okay, I'll put you on the spot there. <laughs> I know you threw me off there. But the other things are the obvious, you know, we've got a lot of time right now to have exercise, meditation, reading good books, you know, you can shut off your social media, keep up these great habits that you've probably been doing, things that are great for your mental health so that your your focus isn't just work and also it's not the other way, you're not also daydreaming about not working. And the biggest lesson I've learned probably in this whole process, and not just from lockdown, but balancing life and work has been, I need to delegate. So I've got better at delegating to you, I think. We've got a really yeah, good have. spread. Like, So one of the things in our household is I usually cook all the meals. I'm totally okay with that. So I will do the day job and I'll nip down, I'll make lunch for everyone, we'll have dinner. It's all That's kind of the micromanagement I do, right? Yeah, you largely sort meals out and then pretty much all of the other household things, the cleaning, <laughs> the ironing, washing, That's pretty much you. And then we both, for the kids, we're both, it's a, it's a team effort. Nobody, it's a team effort nobody for the kids. And, you know, if Matt's working out or needing to do jobs around the house or focus, I'll take breaks or take lunch breaks. It's very much a blended scenario, which is absolutely, it works for us. It works really ideal given that I can have a bit of flexibility with my job and side hustles and everything. But delegate. So if you are, and I, I don't just mean delegate to your partner. I mean, if, you know, you need to hire a cleaner for a couple of weeks or a couple of months while you maybe have a little bit of an ease back into the life you want. Or if you perhaps want to get something like those um, meal, those healthy meal deliveries, you know, where they kind of batch it for you and deliver it to your door, that's okay. I'm not saying it's a long term thing to do, but that helps you work out the natural swing of things that you would really like. You know, they almost say when you feel overwhelmed, strip everything right back and then only add in the elements that matter to you and they feel great. So with that, and as we discussed earlier, what you want to do really is have that communication in your household. Yes. If there's two of you there, with or without kids then just work together have that discussion about who can take on different tasks and activities make space for each other to work on your side hustles or your day jobs or whatever else you're doing so the same as I've taken on most of the household tasks and Jennifer looks after the cooking but if I need to be doing something if I need to be on the laptop doing some work Mm. or going out to the gym or going for a walk or whatever it happens to be then we swap roles and nothing is particularly rigid or set in stone absolutely but it's about being flexible but also both of you understanding and being comfortable mm. with what your primary activities are in any given day you're better ironing than me um <laughs> I, I, I think sure. your ability to iron it doesn't <laughs> even get to the point where i'd register it's, it. it's basically warm clothes no and the last thing i want to throw in i'm going to throw in a little spanner in the works is my final thought on this in terms of work-life balance it's often people who maybe think they wish they could give up their normal nine-to-five job to do something else that also brings in the money so the title of the show is obviously called the prosperity project and the hope is that you find ways of making money health wealth happiness in your life so that you're abundant so that you're prosperous in whatever definition of that means to you and I will say if you believe or in the mindset that you must have a nine-to-five job to have money 
I'm going to throw a span in the works and I'm certainly testimony that we create our own economy. So money is one of the fundamental things to give you balance. If you don't have enough of it, chances are the ripple effect in your life, much like working too hard. If you don't have enough money, you're not getting enough value from your work, then you're suffering with not enough to eat. You can't then do anything that's fun or you'd be with your friends and family as much as you want. You know, there's a whole ripple effect that having your own economy and so you know if you if you did ever fancy side hustles and things like that I would also give it a try because if you develop a way that you can kind of control your economy your money source it's just another little aspect of work-life balance potentially that could just really open things up for you And, and really in our case opening and exploring side hustles outside of a normal day job has led to where we are now and if you want to find some ideas of side hustles, you can search for that on Mama Fur Fur's <laughs> YouTube channel. That's right. Moment. I always covered lots of side hustle aspects and things, even semi-passive incomes like investing and different topics. So yeah, if you fancy some suggestions, and you can certainly go on my Mama Fur Fur channel. But I think today's topic has been really good. I think it's really poignant, especially as we come out of, in the UK, a time where people might be going back to work, might be forced to go back to work because lockdown is easing up. And also, I just want to make sure all of our listeners are just set up for the best version of their life as they can. Because if you're prosperous and you've got as much joy and happiness in the balance, right, I just know you're going to do great things in the community. You're going to be better person to your friends and family and serve better and, and just be really useful in what the direction of your life is. So my hope is today's podcast episode and from both of us has given you some of the tools, some of the mindset techniques that allow you to think differently. Use this as an opportunity to get work-life balance that's right for you. So the title was, Is Work-Life Balance Possible or Desirable? Personally, and I'll let you comment on this, Matt, personally, I always think it's possible. I think that is the whole point of work. You don't just have to settle with the work that you've landed in. You can completely create your own economy, completely create the balance. If you want to work one hour a day, I have no problem with that. If you want to work 12 hours a day, like Gary Vee and some of the other entrepreneurs, no issue. What I do have an issue with is if then it then has a ripple effect in a negative way in your life. And that's what my hope is that we've inspired you to just take time and maybe do things differently. Absolutely. Anything is possible. You just need to make sure that you find the right path to get to it. And the path might not be smooth or it might not be clear. So, for example, you might decide that you want to work a few days from home and you go to your employer and they're not willing to let you do that. But there are other employers, there are other jobs available and there are other people that will give you that flexibility. So just because the easy option doesn't give you what you want doesn't mean that therefore it's not possible. It just means that you need to pivot a little bit to get what you're looking for. Perfect. Love that answer. So thank you so much for listening today. This has been episode number nine. Can you believe it? Yep, episode number nine. Wow. And as we say, we try to put content out hopefully once or twice a week. So we really appreciate you listening. And as always, if you haven't, why not hit the subscribe to this podcast button? It's just one little click. You know you want to. And also, we would love especially for the algorithm to help someone else find it. Why not give it a five-star review? Or you can always leave us a comment in the review section as well. But thank you so much for listening today. And we'll be back very soon. So it's bye from me. And it's bye from me.